everybody. This is Ashley. This is Karen. And this is The Musicals. Hi, Karen. How's it going? You know, uh, personally, I've had like a lot going on right now, so I'm very excited to sit down and just chat with you about things. No kidding. It just <laughs> seems like all of life has hit in the last few weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. But we persevere with music in the background. That's true. I've got a lot of music coming up, a lot of musicals, so we can do it. We can do it. But I I did send you a text as soon as I finished this book, but I do have a book recommendation for anyone who loves musicals, which I think would be our audience, hopefully. Yes. So Rachel Bloom uh, wrote a book called I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are. It's a mm-hmm. memoir. So Rachel Bloom, uh, you may know her from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So mm-hmm. she starred uh, and wrote on that show, which if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's great. It's like a musical comedy. It's dark, though. It, it is dark. dark it is dark. I, um, it never got the credit it deserved. No. Because it was like um, every episode was a mini musical. Yeah. I have no idea why people were not shouting about it from the rooftops it was super fun yes and it also was super smart yes. um so if you liked that at all you will love this book i loved it i did the audiobook so not only do you get to hear her voice and she's a good actress like a good voice mm-hmm. actor um and so you get those kind of intonations which is fun i always love it when the author reads their books right. But there is a chapter that is entirely a musical. Like she made up a musical about her life just to illustrate this certain time point. So she sings it and there's songs and stuff. So it's great. It's in the middle of the book somewhere. But and then I kind of wished that I had um, the hard copy, too, because there's some pictures of her. And then she made like a map of um, like an amusement park for adults. But I didn't get to. She described it. And every time she would do like. Okay, guys, I know you don't have the book right uh-huh. now, but let's pretend yeah. that this, yeah. this, and this. Uh, so it was just, it was such a delight. It was a pretty short audiobook. It was like okay. four and a half hours, okay. which for an audiobook is pretty short, I think. Uh, highly, highly enjoyable. I very much recommend. It was very smart. It was very well written. It was very well delivered. Um, and as cheesy as this sounds, like I cried at the end because she did like a, an afterward kind of thing uh-huh. uh, because she wrote the book pre-pandemic. Like she turned okay. it in, I don't know, like March 3rd yeah. and it was done. And then she wrote like an afterward sure. kind of how like everything went off the rails yeah. and uh, it was kind of touching at the end. Yeah. But she, there's so many references to musicals because even the last line of the book is everyone realizes that this is a take on Little Mermaid, right? Good. Uh, and even the cover of the book is like, it looks like one of those Sweet Valley High where she's like peering out the window and it's all pink and there's like a dog sitting on her lap. It was highly, highly enjoyable. So with the musical in the middle, if you're reading the book, then is there like music? Like, is it musical notation? I have no idea. Oh, how does this work? I am fascinated by it. <laughs> I have no idea. So her husband was a writer for How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I kind of went down a rabbit hole of hers after that because I just forgot how much I really enjoy her. I agree. I thought that show was really funny. And um, yeah, it got dark at times, especially with the later seasons. But it was just dealt with like head on. Yeah, but the, the darkness of it was dealing with like mental health. Exactly. Um, and life yeah 
like depression, things like that, like things that needed to be called out. Exactly. That's why, yeah, I say dark, but I mean like it wasn't dark in a bad way. It was in a good way and it was just, it was life. That's Yeah. There was actually a section where they were supposed to be on Showtime or something, but then they got moved to CW. So they Uh had to like tame it down. Um, And so she had this whole section about, we proposed this. CW said, uh-uh. Yeah. And then this was how we got around it. And so that was actually kind of interesting to see. Oh, the boobs song? She does not talk about okay, the boobs song. That's the one everybody knows. The, the heavy boobs? boobs. Song, yeah. yeah. I will say that um, it's not a read. It's not a one you want to listen to with your kids around. Okay. There's a lot of, like, sexual content. Okay. But not, like, gross. Just, yeah. like, acknowledgement of. But it was highly enjoyable as an adult. Yeah. So, highly recommend uh, I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are by Rachel Bloom. And now I've got the little moment. <laughs> so, what do you call it? Thingma Jake? <laughs> I've yeah, got 20. Yes. On Sunday, I went to the matinee performance of The Magic Flute. It was the Des Moines Metro Opera. They normally perform in Indianola at the, like, it's the performing place that's kind of affiliated with Simpson. But this performance was at the Civic Center in conjunction with the Moines Symphony. They had a guest conductor though. And it was, so it was a two-part matter, and it was pretty full. Like, it was really, like, pretty full. I was impressed. And it was thoroughly enjoyable, and I have no idea what the story was about. <laughs> so they, I even read the synopsis. I read the synopsis a couple of times, and I read it this morning, because I was like, well, I have to talk about this. Still not to, because it's like, one synopsis I said is like, essentially, it's like that it's a battle between good and evil. But there were multiple characters, and I don't really know who the baddie was because one supposed baddie said the other baddie was lying. But um, so, but then the supposed baddie psychic was a real baddie, so I need to find somebody's like PhD thesis on it. Was it in English? I assume so not. No, it okay. wasn't. So, oh, it's so many things to talk about. Thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. It was so different. Not a clue about the story, but nobody cares about that because. <laughs> Um, it was in German with subtitles, oh. and so you could follow along. But this was the genius of it. There was no set, and I'll just right here. But the set was just this. I use the word plywood. This wooden white wall, and there were like two levels to it, and they had these doors, and that's where the performers would come out. They went balconies. It was like fully flush. But if you were coming out to perform, I guess you were strapped in and the door rotated like a rotating, you can't see actually, so it's like a rotating door, you know what I'm talking about? So, okay. And then they would like pop out and sing, and then when that part was done, like the door would spin, and then they'd go back in because they then projected all the action on them. So, um, like the Wicked Witch, I'll say, it was. Um, portrayed like a spider mm-hmm. so she came out and like her little costume was just like this white thing that was like a spider body but then the spider legs were just projected on her okay. and uh so then it looks like so they would do the up actions so the like the upper body actions or the leg actions yeah. of them, but like the other things that were projected so there's this whole scene where it was like underwater and two of the characters like so the screen is rolling. Yeah. And they would do the action like they were pushing off. Swimming. And whatnot. It was so good. Like huh. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the music was lovely. And I have I don't know what I'm German. So I just had to rely on the super titles. But this was interesting. The style that it was done was 
It has a, had a very distinct style, and I didn't know what it was called, but it's called German Expressionism. It said so in the playbook. It's from like the period between World War One and World War Two, and like in the like twenties, thirties. It's like got a very industrial feel to it. And so there was one section where you don't see the one supposed baddie, but his character is talking to like the hero. And and I wish I knew German because they had it was set up like a giant head and had these like cogs and wheels and clocks and everything like that. And then German words that I couldn't read. And I didn't have a pen to write it down and then I couldn't like look it up on my phone because I didn't want to be distracting. But the only word I understood was the German word for work because unfortunately the gates are dark out. But I don't know what the other word said. And then I kept looking in the playbook to see if I could find it and I couldn't. So if anybody saw the performance and knows what the German words say, I'd like to know. And they had um, a tiny bit of audience participation because one of the characters like counts off in German and um, they said like one in German and then he gestured to the audience. Yeah, exactly. I know I, I know French. German. Yes, I know I French, so I'm like and the But uh, and then gestured to say two in German and the young lady sitting next to me was like all over it. And nice. so it was really it was just visually stunning. And the fact that I didn't understand the story was not a reflection of anything. The music was lovely, and it was just visually entertaining. Like, I kept smiling through it because it was just so enjoyable. So, yeah. Where was the performance? Okay. So, you had a whole, like, you had the whole stage. And when you arrive, though, you just see this black, like, you take the curtain, but then this black, white wall on there. And, um, it's, yeah, that was the real set. So how many little doors were there? Um, there was one on the bottom, there were three. So one on the main level, what I would call ground floor, and then three on the other top as well, too. So were there only ever one performer no, at a time? You could have one. Up to four because of the four uh, doors? So, uh, no, you could have more because the middle one could actually hold three. Oh. So if you opened all the doors at the same time, technically you could have seven maybe. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like everything was projected. So one character has a dog and is holding onto the leash of the dog. And so like they would have spotlights for them to move so you knew where like, people were moving and things like that. It was really neat. Like I, um, the, like Devon and uh, Metro Opera should do more performance like that. It was fascinatingly like just so entertaining so very very entertaining cool yeah thanks for sharing yeah that's good i have tickets i got tickets for um the summer performance because that's the big performance for uh des moines metro opera they do the summer season and um i'm gonna go see Foggy and Bess because it's gershwin and then um i want to say midsummer night's dream i think and okay. a couple others that i i don't know but um we need to talk about seats also. So I got seats where we normally get seats for yeah. the Civic Center. But then there was a gentleman who said he wanted to sit by my friend, by his friend. And then he like was like gestured to an area that was like, he's like, oh, there's a kind of empty seat. So I moved a couple of rows up and moved towards the middle. Yeah. It was a better view. Even I'm though you're like, sure. I'm sure, Karen. So, um, I was like, huh, I kind of like this. So, yeah, I may have to reconsider for next season. Upgrading our tickets? No, it was in the same uh, seating area. I bet they weren't the same price level. Really? 
there's a very narrow okay. cheap seat band. <laughs> That doesn't mean anything. You mean in in the house? Yeah. Well, no, there's like a row, the row of gr the price A bracket. I'm fairly confident all the way to the top of the house is the oh, same really? in the oh, middle. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. they okay. can get people to pay for them. Yeah, so. Okay. This performance was pretty full as well. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. Good. Good. Cool. We'll be right back. Earlier this week, the Des Moines Playhouse announced their new season. They did. They announced a new season, and it's full. It's a full season. Where do you want to start? At the top? We start at the top. We go in the list of performances. Uh, not performances. Yeah, performances. Yeah. yeah. Chronological order, right? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. So first up is Guys and Dolls, correct? It is. It's September 9th to the 25th. I've never seen Guys and Dolls. I've never seen it either. I actually don't know a lot about Guys and Dolls. But I can read you the synopsis if you'd like, Karen. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's set in New York. It is. Oddball romantic comedy. So, biggest craps game in town while the authorities breathe down his neck, his girlfriend and nightclub performer. Oh, they've been engaged for 14 years. Wow. I can see some drama here. Uh, Luck Be a Lady Tonight comes from that, doesn't it? It does? I'm not sure. I didn't know that. That makes sense, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that should be fun. Excellent. So the Des Moines Playhouse has had a lot of success with their um, children's performances because they had to do an extension for, what was the one that you just went and saw? Oh, it was Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. That's it. They did an extension for that, and now they're doing an extension for Charlotte's Web as well, too. Which, by the way, I'm seeing this weekend. Okay, nice. Haven't seen it yet, but we'll be seeing it, and I will let you know how it is. Yeah, it's going to cry. I Um, know. So they have several performances just here for children, which I think is pretty neat. Because then it's, um, it brings kids in early into the theater, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad for it. But they're doing a performance of Annie Jr. So it's a shortened version of Annie from the way I understand it. But it's um, it's through something called the Penguin Project. I'm just going to read straight off so I don't get any of this sure. mistaken. So it says the Penguin Project features casts of youths with Down syndrome, uh, cerebral palsy, autism, learning disabilities, and other neurological and developmental disorders. These artists are joined on stage by their peer mentors, Youths of similar age without disabilities who have worked side by side with the artists through four months of rehearsals. Wow. Yes. That's pretty incredible. I think so too. I think that's really cool. And I'm glad it's Annie, um, given the fact that that's such a classic. Yeah. In a new way. Yeah. It's a pretty short run. It's October 14th through 16th. But that will be mm-hmm. really interesting. And like you said, I think um, the Playhouse does a really good job of um, connecting with different people with different abilities and they do a good job of collaborating with different groups yes. so we'll talk in a little bit but they're with the pyramid yeah. group again mm-hmm. um, but I, I've not heard of the penguin project before I haven't either yeah like, I think that's really neat and I think that's really a testament to uh, the playhouse for bringing about these opportunities yeah so. yeah it is really great. I wonder, it'll probably be on the big stage, I would guess. But we were talking about the children's theater earlier. And I don't know if you've seen a production in that space, but it's a really mm-hmm. nice space because you feel like you're in the production because it is 
the seats go around the oh, stage, okay. basically. They're not up on a stage far away. Uh-huh. You, uh, and a lot of times, I feel like the directors encourage the actors to participate with the audience. Okay. And so for little kids, that's really yeah. fun because they feel like they're part of the action. Yeah. So even if it's just eye contact, and you are so close that you can make that eye contact okay. and make those connections. So even if Annie's not in that space, I know they have others that will be in the Kate Goldman Theater. Um, next up on their list was Harriet the Spy, which would be a family friendly one, I believe. And mm-hmm. that's October 28th through November 13th. Um, I've not seen any of the Harriet the Spy things. Or is it based on a book series? Well, I would say it was a book series that then became a movie. Okay. And I can see the face of the young lady who acted as Harriet, but I cannot think of her name at all. But I want to say it was like an early 2000s thing. It wasn't a 90s thing, but I want to say it was like an early 2000s thing where they had the Harriet Okay. Spy. Why am uh, I thinking Hilary Duff? I'm sure it's not her, but that's her. No, she was... Um, Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> uh, they will have a family holiday classic, but they're not letting you know what that is yet. So I am wondering about that because they listed and said that they previously done The Sound of Music and Disney's The Little Mermaid. And I've been trying to wrap my brains on what would be another good family type holiday movie. Yeah. Have they done Christmas Story? I feel like they did that one relatively recently. Like Bad Christmas Story or Good Christmas Story? What do you mean? The The Christmas Story. Like you're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah. Never watched it. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it is such a gross movie, and I don't know why anybody likes it. Like, oh, everybody talks about how it's a classic, and it's such, like, gross is the only word I can think of. It's such a gross movie. Okay. Yes. Hopefully that's not the one they pick, because everyone knows what Karen thinks about it. <laughs> well, that will be to be announced at a later date, but it runs pretty, it runs December 2nd through 18th. Yes. And I know they usually get some really good uh, audience for those yeah, holiday okay. classics. Um, yeah, because uh, Sound of Music was packed. Yeah. Um, early in January, well, actually most of the month of January, 2023 is Go Dog Go, which I don't know how much you're reading your uh, Dr. Seuss books, but nope. Go Dog Go is a pretty good one. They all go to a party on top of the tree. At the end, and there's a character that comes in a lot and says, do you like my hat? And he doesn't like her hat until the very, very end. Clearly, I I would assume this is targeted towards preschool students or preschool kids because that's what the the books are. They're very easy readers. It's go, dog, go, stop, dog, stop. So all that one character says is, do you like my hat? Yeah, and she comes in like five different times and she's got different hats on. She's like a pink poodle. She's a pink poodle. You You could totally do it. Because she goes, do you like my hat? And he goes, I do not. And then turn the page. And she shows up like four different times. And at the end, you were born for this role. At the end, he does like her hat, Karen. Okay. I need to start all over this. (laughs) Yes. I'm all over this. I'm going to be like shoving little child actors out the way saying, do you like my hat? (laughs) Well, just because it's a children's theater doesn't mean that they're necessarily children actors. So. So you yes. you could totally yeah. take that part, but yeah. I'm I would think that you'd maybe have to have another part because a lot of times in the children's oh, theater, if they they're little tiny up. parts, yeah. they double up. Oh. But 
maybe we can advocate for you to just be the do you like my hat girl exactly yes just for even one performance you could learn your lines (laughs) (laughs) yes she's a pink poodle oh for sure Mm -hmm. you got it okay katie she's ready for her spotlight Oh, let's see. In February, there's August Wilson's The Piano Lesson, which is a co-production with Pyramid Theatre Company. I cannot wait for this because um, Pyramid Theatre Company did such an amazing job with Love Offering. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be, um, yeah, I think this is going to be very, very good. Yeah. It will be exciting. It was a good partnership. I know that they've worked before in the past, but that partnership last year, I thought, went really well. Yeah. And like you said, it was a really quality piece. Yeah. Um, so they'll bring in some of their actors as well, you know. So I, I don't know much about the play itself. It's 1936. Ooh. And they're coming from Pittsburgh to the south. Oh, the other way around. He arrives in Pittsburgh from oh, the okay. south. Yeah. I can't so read. It's about... Um... <laughs> Uh, my friend, uh, my college roommate, took a class on um, um, African American narrative lit, and I I'm pretty sure she read this because it's about like family and legacy and identity. If I'm thinking of the right one, and so mm. um, yeah, it should be it should be good. Yeah, just reading kind of from the news clip here. It says he wants to sell an old piano that has been his family for generations, but he shares ownership with his sister and it sits in her living room. She has already rejected several offers because the antique piano is covered with incredible carvings detailing the family's rise from slavery. He tries to persuade his stubborn sister that the past is the past, but she is more formidable than he anticipated. So you probably get some good... It's a really interesting family stories. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be good. Yeah, for the fact that we get family dynamic between brother and sister, you're going to get family dynamic in in a sense of like family history. Mm -hmm. So another one of August Wilson uh, play I just googled was Fences, and there was a movie with uh, Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Okay. And um, again, thanks to Google, that was actually um, the movie was kind of based on the Broadway revival that had both Denzel Washington and Viola Davis as well too. Like oh. The movie production was really good because it was set up like a play. So it was like limited scene changes, et okay. cetera, et cetera. And it was very, very, very good. Cool. So I expect the same from seeing piano lesson. February 24th through March 12th is The Hundred Dresses. So that made me think of the um, Bridesmaid movie. It's not, it's not like that at all. <laughs> I, that's immediately what I thought of. I'm like, oh, the bridesmaid movie? And it's not. It's another children's show. Is it? Yeah, that's what it says because it's in the children's theater. Oh, okay. It's about... A Polish immigrant. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and about how to... Uh, friendship is what I gather. People sign up for what is right, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So. She soon realizes that allowing her friend to be a bully can be just as bad as acting that way herself. Oh, so this is one that gives you a good lesson at the end. So this is the third children's play for the season. They've got, I mean, they have a full children's theater and they have a full adult theater, if you will, which kudos to them. They've got two full programs. Yeah, they go back to back to back. Yeah, I think they kind of wrote, yeah, they go back to back, which kind of probably helps them because they can have they can be preparing for one in the one theater while the other one is performing in the other theater. 
Uh, I'm very excited to see how they interpret kinky boots. I am too. I'm a little nervous too. I I just don't know. It's such a big show. Um, to bring that to a smaller stage, I'm really interested to see how they're going to do the costuming. I'm gonna I'm interested to see how they're going to do the staging because mm-hmm. I've seen it um at the Civic Center maybe at least once, and I know we saw it. We saw the yeah the recorded the recorded version. So um, it will be interesting to see how they bring that to life. I, I love the story. I think it's really fun. And you can go back and listen to our review on Kinky Boots. We like Kinky Boots. Um, but I am excited that they are bringing it to uh, the community theater. I, um, looking at the list, um, I feel like that's uh, the big production show. Yeah. Well, another children's play. Gosh, the kids today. <laughs> Look at all their art that they're exposed to. Um, how I became a pirate. This just sounds like a fun show. I mean, who doesn't want to see a show like how I became a pirate? Right. Well, and you know what's kind of interesting now that I'm looking at it? Um, you know, some shows I think would play more towards little girls or little boys, and they kind of have a good mix, I think. Also, with age. Yeah. yeah with age too because you know the go dog go was very i think will be geared toward very young children where how i became a pirate might be able to you know span a bunch of different ages a little bit more easily but uh it sounds kind of interesting uh you know pirates are always fun this is gonna be interesting because you know the the bus, yeah yeah i don't know maybe 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 the gentleman who played um, Captain Hook many years ago that my children were afraid of will be a pirate oh, on this oh, one as well. I think it's Michael Howland. Yeah. Oh, really? I will always remember him as Captain Hook because he would, he scared my children. <laughs> he did a great job in his role. Oh, that was like back in the day for Peter Pan. What, Captain Hook? Yeah, I mean, that was a long, many seasons ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, my children? Yeah, yeah that's why they that's why they were scared. <laughs> All right. Native Gardens is June 2nd through 18th. I don't really know anything about this one either. Um, I don't know um, anything, but it looks like it is a two-person uh, play. Okay. Just from reading the description, uh, the description uh, but I don't know if that's right or not because they just mentioned two characters in here and then, um, oh no, it's, it's a four-person play. It sounds a lot like... Uh, the one where we saw where they went to the cabins in the woods. Oh, sure. Uh, weekend comedy. Yeah, weekend comedy. Yeah. I think this one is also a comedy because the end tagline here says the hilarious results guarantee no one comes out smelling like a gross. So that's nice to get a, a comedy in there. And then the last show that they had announced uh, would be the summer of 2023, July 14th through August 6th. Little Shop of Horrors. Which holds a special place in my heart. Have we we watched this one yes, too, we did. didn't we? So I'm excited for Little Shop of Horrors. I always like to see how they bring the plant to life because that's always super fun. And I just I really do love the songs. I really do. I'm looking forward to this one. I agree. It's a standard. Like it's a it's like classic. Exactly. That's the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> classic. Gosh, it's been a week. It's all right. So I guess I don't know what standard right. classic. So, yes, that's going to be a good one as well, too. So, full season, a lot of stuff for kids, which I'm glad for. So, 
parents, if you have kids, take them to a show because there's many options to choose from. Right. And we talked with um, Jeff Chelsvig from the Des Moines Performing Arts a while back, and I had kind of expressed that I was disappointed that they don't bring in more. Mm -hmm. They have a they have a children's series, but they don't bring in a lot of Broadway for kids. And he said, yeah, that's kind of not what we're what we're aiming to do with our Broadway series. Um, So it is nice to have those kind of productions uh, available to us from the Playhouse. To be fair, the Des Moines Performing Arts also has the children's series that I really should check out. I just haven't. Have you gone to Princess Musical yet? No, it's next okay. week! <laughs> well, that was one of the things. So, what I really like about the Des Moines Playhouse is the fact that if your kid is interested in something like that and they take to it, you can then, they have some workshops and yeah. spring break events and stuff like that, and you can do it in a very like doable manner, I feel. Right, right. And they also, they haven't done it as much with COVID, but pre-COVID and maybe now that they've uh, they've lifted their mask um, requirement, maybe they'll have the performers come out afterwards and sign autographs, Mm -hmm. which the kids always thought was great. Plus, you'd also get to like interact with the children who are on stage. So, you know, they can see it. They know that they can be part of that, too. So I think that's really powerful. But yeah, we got a lot coming up this week. Uh, This weekend, we're going to rent. Yes. I'm very excited. I know. So DMPA has taken away their mask requirements. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how are you going to hold back your tears, Ashley? Well, how is it the mask could catch your tears rolling down your face? I may wear it just for that yes. reason. <laughs> I said I told my friends to be ready because I am going to moo with Maureen because she's going to ask me to. I know she will. <laughs> and I will be mooing. And I will try not to sing all of the words to La Vie Bohème, but I can't make any guarantees. I just can't. I'm just going to like be like, I don't know her. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to be reliving my glory days. Excellent. And then I do have the Disney Princess Musical set up, or the concert, sorry, uh, next week. And I'm taking two little girls with me. One is not mine. And they're trying to decide if they're going to dress as princesses or not. Okay. That's still on the table. Okay. We're going to Cabco. We're going to go to Court Avenue Brewery. Oh, okay. We wanted to do Spaghetti Works, but they don't take reservations, and I don't want to show up with... Can I say no, I'm not a fan of Spaghetti Works? That's fine. I don't want to show up with children that are hungry and then be like, we can't get you in, so... They have... Cabco has a children's menu. They do indeed. Get their smashed potatoes, their red skin smashed potatoes. Okay. Potatoes, and then they smash them on the griddle, and then they get crispy. Yeah. So it's fully cooked through... But then it's like red skin potatoes that have been mushed and then get crusty. It's delicious. Okay. They also, many years ago, I don't know if they have it anymore, is they had like a potato salad, but instead of potatoes, it was cauliflower. It was this like strangest, most delicious thing. Huh. I'll just look into it. Where are we going this weekend? Are we going to Roca? Uh, Roca. Okay. I'm going to get the corn. (laughs) I'm going to get the corn and lay off the drinks. (laughs) It is arranged though. You know it well enough, so it's okay. That's you know, true. Maybe it'll yeah. help calm me down, or maybe uh, it'll get me to. Yes. Maybe I'll want to sing to everything. Gosh. You like holding you back. She's telling me to come down and move. <laughs> okay. Thanks for chatting, Karen. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Yeah, I'll see you at the theater this weekend. Hi there. Just wanted to take a quick moment to ask you to subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you're listening. 
rate us and review us, and that helps other listeners find us and also lets us know what it is you like about our podcast. Find us on Facebook at Demusicals or email us at desmusicals at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the shows that we've reviewed or recommend a show for us to watch, and we'd be happy um, to take your input. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.